Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Ascended Radio, and I am your grateful host coming back to you live on this December 2nd, 2015. And it's been a few weeks. I apologize for that. Um, it's just been one of those things, getting into different things and, and really trying to balance um, this show with a couple of other things that I'm doing. But I realized that this show is really what gives me life. Like, I love doing this show, and it also just helps me to, to see what it is that, that I'm um, dealing with and that comes out of me through doing the show. And I learn a lot, actually, when I do the show. So it's not just giving back or my way of giving back. It's also my way of receiving. And when I prepare for the show, you know, I'm blessed enough to be able to get some insight and to connect enough to be able to have something to say. Um, and I never want to say something unless I have something to say and something that is in alignment with the time. And that's why today's show is so important to me because so many things are really, really going on. And we're going to talk about a few of them today under the umbrella of whether or not the external world is truly a mirror of our internal feelings. And for a lot of us that, you know, do this sort of spiritual work and listen to shows like this, if you're listening and you know really the, the language that I'm speaking through or with, um, but a lot of people, you know, don't really consider that notion that what we are seeing in the world is a reflection of our own individual experiences going on inwardly. And that's a really important big thing to get. And so I know that I'm probably going to talk about that several times on the show in the next, you know, probably till the end of the year because it's so, so important. It's almost like if you've been listening to the show for a long time, I always say this, it's been the title of the show, I always say you need to move from study to demonstration. And this is one of the ways that we can start to demonstrate is really getting clear on how it is that we are feeling internally and to really connect with it beyond just the emotions. There's something beneath emotions that is causing some sort of trigger within you to be happy, to be to laugh, or to be sad, to be angry, um, or to be, you know, just stoic, right? Um, reserved, um, outgoing. There's always something within you that happens first or that you're tapping into. And then the emotion of it that people see on the outside is just the result of what's going on internally. So we really want to tap into that. If you want to call in, as always, the call-in number is 347-996-32. So again, on the show, we are going to contemplate whether or not there is a stark connection between what we see occurring in the outer world and what we may be experiencing internally. Now, a lot of times, you know, we see things that are happening in the world. And right now, some people might say, and I might even say, that outwardly it looks really chaotic, right? It looks really unbalanced. And we can look at that from a perspective of positivity where we say, look, this is an opportunity for growth. This is, you know, things that have not been healed that are coming up to the surface. And, I mean, things that, you know, are coming up to the surface, they're forcing their way to the surface, they won't always look pretty. Otherwise, you wouldn't have buried them. Right, so it's going to be a struggle. And if you think of that, and everything that I say, you want to think of it from a perspective of being an individual with internal conflict, 
chaos or um, I mean, it even could be peace, but that's what you see in the world, right? There's, there's definitely moments where you see people going over and beyond and creating technology to assist humanity in advancing in the realm of food, um, in the realm of, you know, um, environmentally friendly products and things like that where they really are in alignment with their purpose and, and they didn't come here just to, you know, work, sleep, eat, and die. Right, so we really want to look at the world from, or look at this conversation from that perspective of is the outer world a reflection of my inner being? Right, and a lot of times you hear, you know, spiritual jargon, and you hear people say things like it's a mirror or um, it's a projection. Um, a lot of times, self-referential. You know, the, the, what it is that I'm seeing in the world is just a projection of how I'm feeling internally. And I would, and I would say that, that, that for me, it can be true to an extent. Um, I definitely feel that a lot of the things that trigger us or that we allow to be ourselves to be triggered by, that we see external from ourselves, are things that, you know, we've probably buried and that we're probably not cognizant of on a regular basis. So if you meet somebody that say who's abusive, you might actually it might spark something within you that reminds you of a parent that used that same tone that felt abusive. And because you never allowed it to fully come to the surface, to be healed, or to be acknowledged, you're gonna call forth that experience again and again in your life, um, until you are able to really face it, to allow it to bubble up to the surface so it no longer affects you. A lot of times, you know, we subconsciously, quote unquote, um, experience a call force things in our lives. And we have, you know, we really, because we're not connecting to ourselves internally, we're not looking at the world from the scope of I'm responsible for what I'm feeling internally and own it. You know, we see that things affect us or some people greatly. You know, whether it is that you were adopted and you never really dealt with how that made you feel. And so, you, you constantly create these uh, relationships where you feel abandoned um, because that's where you're comfortable. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we don't like to hear, um, but even this notion of a lack of money or debt, to an extent, you know, I've been in that for sure, and it's something that challenges me. It's comfortable. I mean, it's ugly to say, but we have to face those things that are even ugly about uh, us you know, or ugly about our experience. And, and not that it's ugly in a, in a judgmental way, but it's something that, you know, we perceive to, to be that's not enhancing our current position, right? Our current paradigm it doesn't feel good. So, you know, but it's not comfortable. It's something you're used to. You might be used to living paycheck to paycheck. It might be the way you operate. You know, you might find some sort of um, kind of interesting feeling that you get from, how well you can live, you know, off of $50, you know, if you're next pay period and make a game of it. I mean, I know that I've definitely done that. And I watch myself be like, why is that kind of fun to you? You know, you, you slap yourself like, wow, I really got through this whole week. I'm just, you know, living off of, you know, beans and rice or something, right? Like, um, you know, we've all been to college and, and, and all of those things and we've all struggled and made all of us, but it's repetition, you know, it's an experience, and, and we are literally attracting that to us because it's comfortable. So what about the outside world? Is, you know, are we comfortable going to war? 
constantly? Are we comfortable being people's stars? Are we comfortable voting for people that take our rights away? Are we comfortable, you know, um, using God to judge and hate other people? We've become comfortable. You know, we've become comfortable in just believing whatever it is that we've been told. And we don't question it because it's comfortable. And so that then becomes a reflection of what, of what we see in the outside world. We're literally watching what, you know, chaos looks like internally being, you know, made that best in the outward world. And we can always say that's them, you know, that's just one group of people that's asking out. That's, no, it's, it's also uh, within us. You know, otherwise we wouldn't be able to see it. You know, we only see, we're only capable of seeing that which we have already experienced within ourselves. You know, there's that movie, The Secret, and I'm sure many of you listening have seen this movie, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it's really interesting. I believe it was that movie or, or what the, the group do we know. But it's something interesting. There is, you know, supposedly there was a shaman, a Native American shaman, when, uh, you know, the Mayflower and all those ships just came, supposedly, and no one could see the ship uh, because it was, they, you know, they were using the technology that they hadn't used before, right? They were using these big ships, you know, that could, you know, hold hundreds of people. And so the people with their own senses that they were using, they couldn't see it. You know, they couldn't envision it because it's almost as if, you know, why some people can see ghosts or some people can see UFOs and other people can't. Right, is it that sort of a thing? And um, what they could see was the ripples in the water that the ship was making. That's what their consciousness could allow them to see, and so that's how they knew something was, was there. And if we start to hone in on our spiritual senses, you know, using you know, telepathy, lucid dreaming, you know, really looking at our dreams and not, you know, just letting them go by the wayside, is it? You know, that's not a phenomenon. It's extraordinary. We, we, we've become too comfortable with extraordinary things about us. And, you know, we don't even see the miracle in them anymore. It's a miracle that you're waking up. It's a miracle that you're dreaming every night and you're going in and out of this state of consciousness and you're visiting family members and they're visiting you and you're, you're, you're visiting past lives and you're experiencing things like flying that you've never experienced before. And we, what we've done is, we put that in a very small box scientifically and we said, well, this is because, you know, this neuron is activating this one so it creates this little, you know, uh, quasi-field of experience, but it's really just, you know, it's, it's all explained scientifically. And really, a lot of times what we do is we justify, we, we have this need to justify what we see and make it logical sense of it when it's a phenomenon, you know? It's a phenomenon. And, I mean, I can make sense of, of anything all day long. You know, we do that. We have a, I mean, we see it in abusive relationships all the time where we need to justify that person's actions so that we can justify staying in that relationship so we make logical sense of it. It's something that makes no sense at all, right? But we dismiss, you know, the huge phenomenon and because we're, you know, we're afraid, we're afraid of getting out of that box. And until we're willing to go inward and really be what's there for us, we're going to continue to project that, those things outwardly. And it's great. 
if you're consciously projecting things that are positive for the planet, right? If you are, um, but but you have to, you know, it's level of consciousness. And it's not that you don't unconsciously project light out, but most of the time we focus on negative things. We focus on worry, doubt, fear, money, debt, um, not having the relationship we want, whatever. We tend to focus on those things, and that's really what we're projecting most of the time. That's what our focus is on. But we're unconscious that we're projecting it out. We're using, we're just experiencing it, you know, as individuals on a micro level. But really, that's why when people might leave, you know, your presence, they feel drained sometimes. Ask your friends sometimes. You know, I know that. I, I might ask. Like, sometimes you're venting, but sometimes you're able to really consciously just vent and just say, well, I don't really like this, but you're not attached to it. And you know you're not attached because you don't feel heavy from it. You don't, your body's not tensing up. You don't feel stressed. Just having a conversation. But when you are emotionally attached to it, then you start emitting these other frequencies that are then attaching to other people that are around you listening to spew out this negativity. And then that gets recycled. That person that was talking to you then goes home. They bring it to their family. Then their family brings it, you know, their mother or your brother and spouse then brings it to work the next day. Then that person you know, brings it to their classroom where there's another, you know, 100-plus students. And then, you know, it's just a cycling, and that's called projection. That's called, you know, your inward um, being that's being projected out the boot and experienced out of the It's really getting to know, like, who is this person that's thinking these thoughts? Who is this in these words? Who is this person that's feeling these emotions? And why am I feeling it? And if you aren't sure, I mean, take, take some moments of solitude, you know, be quiet. Turn off everything and just allow yourself to see what's coming up for you. Allow it to come to the surface. And a lot of these things we distract ourselves with, they don't have any power. You know, people say, oh, technology and cell phones are distracting. No, it's only distracting to the person that wants to be distracted. If you don't want to be distracted, then nothing can distract you, right? Just like, you know, money. Money has no power. It's only the thoughts about it that has the power over you in any situation, whether it's that or relationships or not. That's why a lot of people say to be, you know, unattached. Not detached, but unattached. Because when you're attached, again, you're attached to those emotions of the people around you and then feeling those emotions, they feel heavy, they feel dense, and they feel drained when they're around you. And it's a ripple effect around the world. We really want to be conscious of our energy that we're inhabiting, that we're allowing to float around in our head, and not guilty about it. Because what does that do? It creates more dense energy that's then circulating again. If you look at it, there are words, thoughts, and actions that make you feel good, right? That's expansive, that's higher vibrational frequency. You feel lighter, right? Then, and, and picture yourself in that state as a balloon, it's just floating. Then there are those words, thoughts, and actions that feel dense and heavy. And think of that as the brick at the at, at the base of the balloon, right? At the end of the string, it's moving anywhere when you feel dense. And neither is the, the the balloon, right? You're just in in your scope of seeing what you can see is literally limited because you're on the ground. You're you're literally just stagnant. Right? You can't turn. You can't move your brick. When you're floating, you go up, 
higher and higher it is, you know, up into the sky, and now you can feel the, you know, the trees, and now you can feel the clouds, and now you can look down and see everything, which means you're expanding, your view is expansive. So that's what we want to do, and that's that's what our soul is capable of. We're in this physical body, but the physical body shouldn't be activating us. We should be activating our physical body. We should be, and you do that through consciousness, being aware that I am within this physical body, that I am on this thing called the planet right now, and I did come here to do more than just unconsciously project my fears and my doubts. That's what we are seeing in the world right now. We're seeing a huge individual projection into the collective consciousness of all. That is fear. Fear of one another, fear of ourselves, fear of death, you know, everything. And that just makes us feel small. So you have to really, really check in with, how am I feeling right now, you know? And then, and then ask yourself, why am I feeling that? And keep going, keep digging, keep going deeper and deeper. That's what, you know, a lot of these institutions don't want you to dig deeper. You're not supposed to question anything. And, and that way it keeps you afraid to what they want to tell you is the truth. But you have to know the truth for yourself. And it's imperative at this time because there is a lack of trust in the world in government, um, financial institutions, um, education systems and institutions, religious institutions. So you have to begin to go to what's going on within you inwardly so that you are consciously projecting out higher vibrational frequencies of light, of love, of joy, of laughter, of creativity, of artistry. And we're not trying to confine other people and limit what other beings can do. We're all beings. You're not black, white, this religion, you're not anybody, like, you're not those titles, you're not this job title, you're an infinite being. So to limit yourself and put yourself in a box and say, I am this identity only, you're not going to be able to expand enough to awaken enough to experience these new energies that are here to support you. You're You're not going to be able to feel it. So we really need to be cognizant of our energy, cognizant of our words, the language that we, that we are using, you know, is, is my participation, you know, in contributing to and recycling this bad news that I hear on, on you know, in the media, um, is that contributing to feeling dense within me or lighter? And whatever your answer is, that's your contribution to the entire energy of the planet. And then eventually, once we all take responsibility for who we are in the world, for being more loving, for being more patient, being more kind to ourselves and everyone else, then that will begin to be mirrored in the outside world. Right now, this is kind of the the, the chaos that birth, you know, the, the birthing process. You know, it's kind of chaos. There's, there's you know, the, the mother's giving birth, she's crying, she's in pain, she's, you know, she's feeling just a whole thing, her body's clenching, clenching up. The body is feeling, um, you know, just a lot of strain, right? But then there's a birth. The baby comes out. It's crying. It's a different type of, it's not a a disheartened cry, right? It's like the first cry, the first the first sound that is being made by this, this being. And you're just calm. And there's anticipation for what's to come. And that's where that's where we are. You know, when we have a clean slate, the little child has a complete clean slate. And we're in that rebirthing process right now. So we're going through some growing pain. 
we're learning, we're using you know, different tools and senses that we've uh, been, we haven't been able to use in a long time, you know, that we either just chose not to use or we're never told that we had on purpose, right? So that we could, you know, unconsciously project this negativity so that beings that are attracted to that type of negativity could dwell there. But we need not, you know, give those beings a, a dwelling place within us or in the, in the world. We need not give them a place that is makes them welcome within our mind or our bodies or within each other. Because whatever you feed grows, right? If you don't feed it, it's going to die. But if you don't like that negativity, you can't feed into it. Not the negativity within us. And that's what we have to be responsible for. Sometimes you know, we get overwhelmed, like, oh, my God, this, this, this world is just in chaos, and how can we possibly uh, change it? Right, and then and then what's the next step after that? It's complacency again. We get comfortable in it. Like you know, we're not shocked anymore. We see a baby killed or be raped or war. You know, we we we're, we're not changed by that. Right, we become really really complacent. But when we realize all we have to do is change ourselves, yeah, all we have to do is change ourselves. If everybody on the planet is focused on just going inside every single day and shutting the door and just you know, every night before they go to sleep, allowing themselves to be quiet and consciously transform themselves. So we wouldn't have one. We wouldn't have governments that are trying to take everything from us, right? We wouldn't have that because they would be consciously co-creating with us, co-creating with us, not against us. But what part of us is against us? You know, what language are we using every day that is against our better interests? When we put ourselves down, we don't take confidence well. It's something I need to work on. Um, you know, we, we don't go out there and dream big. We don't live big. You know, we, we put ourselves in these boxes that, that have, you know, in no way, shape, or form can possibly hold, you know, who we are energetically. Um, you know, these are ways that we commit violence against ourselves. So that is then going to get projected as physical violence in the outer world. We have to really be cognizant of our thoughts first because once it's a thought, you can still transform it. And once it's out in the world, it's left you. And you get more, you get infinite amounts of chances to change it within yourself. But once it's actually left you, once that energy is left you, it's recycled, it's out there, right? And you can always transform it once you once we begin to use those types of tools where we can call forth call back to us all of our energy that we've ever um, ex- expended and we can trans- transform and transmute it. We can do that. Those are things we have to start becoming interested in rather than you know what what's going on in the world. We have to come back into ourselves and make a space welcome within us for light and abundance to be made welcome rather than negativity, you know, gossip, fear, worry, doubt, all of those things, all those keywords. Um, it's, you know, there's only about really six really big things that we tend to focus on. So those, that's nothing. You know, we, we have 24 hours in a day. Most of us are living, you know, into our 60s. Um, we have plenty of time. But start now. You know, start having a better life now. Start start projecting a world that reflects your inward experience of life. You know, people will begin to just be changed by watching you transform and seeing, 
wow, that person used to complain all the time. That person used to be so negative, you know, and they'll see you change and they'll know, you know. And you might have been further away than, than they are, so they'll know. You know, I can I can transform my life. How did you do it? What did you do? You know, and those are the conversations. That's a spark conversation within people. Because today, you know, we, we're, we're afraid to look each other in the eye, to smile, to say hello. We, you know, we, people are suspicious of one another. And, you know, those are reflections of us being suspicious and not trusting our own selves. You know, we constantly are looking for positive reinforcement outside of ourselves. We're looking for compliments. We're looking for someone else to validate us. So those are ways in which we are suspicious and untrusting of ourselves. So then, of course, we're going to project that on other people, groups, um, and and it's all just within us to change and to transform. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. We don't have to feel stuck. Again, we have to ask ourselves, is the outside world a reflection of our inner being? Is the chaos we see a reflection of the internal chaos within us? Does the macro amplify the micro? Can this all be shifted? These are all questions that the show is intending to just kind of put out there, really. It's not intending to necessarily answer it because I'm going to have my own truth. You know, it works for me to, 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 to feel this way and to think this, but, you know, try it. Try it on. See. See if you can alter your own life. See how much, you know, how, how much you start to attract people that are positive and experiences that are positive. See if it works. And, again, call in. If you, if you do that test and you want to call in, the call in number is 347-996-3263. And what this really kind of brings up for me is, you know, what Gandhi said, be the change we wish to see in the world. It's, it's, right now that saying is more imperative than ever. And I would actually change that slightly. Instead of be the change we wish to see in the world, change it to be the change we wish to feel in the world. Again, going a little bit deeper each time, going a little bit deeper. It's basically time to come out of that spiritual closet, right? The world needs you. It needs, it needs, needs, needs your knowledge, your expansiveness, your life. We can no longer be afraid to be and express who we came here to be. We weren't chosen, we chose. We were not chosen. We're not special. We weren't chosen. We chose. So we need to make a conscious effort to choose. To come out of this spiritual, spiritual problem. I know I was in one for a really long time because I'm 35 and when I was younger, um, you know, and, and I'm African-American. And in our culture, you know, it wasn't cool to be spiritual. You had to say that you were not only just Christian, but what, you know, denomination were you back in Pentecostal, it was, that was a given. You know, so it was embarrassing to say, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. And now I can probably say that I don't subscribe to that being put in a box. And I don't judge other people. I did at one time, and I still am shaking it off because I, I still much want people to go deeper and, and not continue to study the same thing over and over again. If you've read a book once, you might want to go back to it, but start demonstrating that in your life. And if you're not, huge amounts of people are not demonstrating love and kindness and patience and the world is not a reflection of that. And I would say it fails, you know, or I would say it needs to be tweaked. 
Um, and again, it's only a reflection of the people that are believing into that institution. So change your thoughts, change your life. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sinead Radio, where we are authentically becoming our divine selves.